This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. Hello, smart and soulful business owners. This is Allison Crow. This is a live recording streamed via video of the Better Life, Better Work show. We are episode number 157, I think. <clears throat> Y'all, shit, I've been learning some stuff <laughs> and I'm going to share it with you because I want you to learn it too. I don't want it to have to take you 50 years to learn. Um, my intellect... <laughs> Don't you love when someone's like, I'm so fucking smart. Um, my, my thinking parts, my thinking self, my mental capacity has been um, a primary leader in my life. I love to think. I love to learn. I love to learn. I love to think. I love to learn. I love to think. And I'm scared of dancing. <laughs> okay. So for some of you, especially those of you who get embodiment, <laughs> you probably don't need to listen to the rest of this. But for most of my life, being in my head and my brainy parts and my thinking parts and my learning and strategic parts, being in my thinking has solved a lot of problems. It's created money. It's created jobs. It helped heal, partly heal a broken heart. Um, I'm sure it saved me somehow from things when I was a little kid, but I notice that a lot of my clients are the same as me. They're really smart people. They're really effective. And a lot of times they're really cut off from their body. And so I have a couple of really good friends who are like big embodiment people. And they used to scare me. (laughs) I've hired some of them to come and teach to my clients. Um, my, my portal to this was painting. Painting started in my 40s and painting was the beginning of me understanding my emotions outside of my intellect. And painting for me is a full body experience, right? Like it requires big movements. Okay, so what I want to tell you is about these fucking fire ants, <clears throat> And a couple of months ago, so I've been doing some really deep inner work with the therapist. I have been, I will just out myself. I've been doing some work on certain parts of me that get really, quote, triggered, um, especially around disagreement, conflict, and things that hit my deep fear of being left. And apparently the way I've always grown up and used these mental I've used I've tried to use my brain to solve the problems of my heart. And thus depression, thus anxiety, 
thus overthinking. And a couple of months ago, I hit some really deep pockets um, in my own personal work. And there were parts of me that like did not like that I was going down into my body to feel some shit I really need to feel. And so there were parts of me that like got pissed off at my therapist and was pushing back at her and creating conflict there or creating mental conflict where there actually was no conflict between us. And around this same time, two things happened with ants. And I just now got the fucking insight. So just trust me and listen. I went over to my friend Laura's house for a girl's night a couple months ago, parked in her driveway. The next day I had ants all over my car. They were sugar ants that were not, no, maybe they were fire ants. I remember getting stung a few times, but my paid for truck was covered in ants and I went and got them out and they still were covered in ants. And it took me about a week to fully get rid of the ants. I will say that little air blower from the car wash was super helpful. Like not just wiping them out, but blowing them out. So apparently if you park on an ant pile or maybe they drop down from the trees, but somehow the ants got all in my car. Fire ants, right? So fire ants. And yes, a couple stings. So then a few weeks later, I am having this experience. I'm creating this experience. My parts are creating this experience with some conflict with various coaches and leaders in my life. Like I just had really stubborn parts and parts that didn't want me to feel, frankly. Let's just, that's what it was. Parts that were like, don't go there. You, if you feel this, you will die. If you feel this, you will be left. And so one day I was really angry and my husband was struggling with some stuff too. And my husband has this. So first of all, my husband has a podcast that is called, I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. And he complains on it and gets paid for complaining. And so my husband's been running around saying, my life is garbage. It's like his shtick, his joke. And of course, I can't stand when he says that. Why can't I stand? Why can't I stand when he complains? Because I haven't let myself complain. So this one day, it's a Friday. I've just gotten off with my call. I'm irritated as fuck. And my husband and I decide, I said, you know what? I need to get some of this anger out. And so we go out to the lake by my house. And we park the truck. And we get out. And he's angry and I'm angry. We're not angry at each other. And I said, hey, yell at the sky and the lake. My life is garbage. And he just looks at me like I'm fucking nuts, y'all. And so I'm like, my life is garbage. And I'm yelling and I'm like, fuck so-and-so, fuck so-and-so, fuck so-and-so. And this inner work is hard. And as I'm standing there, all of a sudden, I'm standing at the, like, the back end. We put the tailgate. And I'm not just sitting down. I'm like giving it. For the first time ever, like, I haven't let myself be mad. In the past, I used to be really rageful and it would, like, explode. And so I'm, like, practicing, like, no, this is a controlled space to have anger. And all of a sudden, I look down and my fluorescent, multicolored Asics tennis shoe and socks, and I'm wearing shorts, was covered in fire ants that were stinging me. Okay, so I need you to pause. And if you've ever stood in a fire ant, are they only in Texas, Amy? If you've ever stood in an ant pile, and maybe that is only a Texas thing, 
But imagine standing in fire ants or being in a bee swarm. How, what is your instinct to get the fire ants off? Well, if you've never had this experience, I'm so sorry, come to Texas, I'll give it to you because it could teach you something that could change your whole fucking life. So I'm, I'm, I'm standing there, the ants are stinging and immediately my whole body starts moving. I'm flapping, I'm taking my hands and I'm brushing off the fire ants. Like you're hitting your clothes to make them shake off. You're shaking your foot and you're also taking your hands to brush them off as fast as you can. I'm pretty sure I also pulled my pants off because they, they crawl really quickly. And I was like, I got to get my pants completely off so that I don't get any fire ants in Makuchi because that would be painful. My fire ant bites are still healing from this episode a couple months ago. And I posted something about like trying to get rid of my rage. And then I got bought bit from all these ants. And one of my clients was like, wow, you've got a lot of fire ant animal medicine. I wonder what the fire ants are trying to teach you. And I was like, nothing. My life is garbage. I just stand in fucking fire ants. And as I'm studying and reading and learning. So remember studying and reading and learning happens above my head. But as I'm actually practicing what I'm learning, and as I, so part of what I'm learning is about talking to various parts of myself and asking them what they need. And my parts don't ever need, well, not ever. When I talk to my depression and say, what information do you have for me? My depression never says, could you please take a class on depression and learn mentally and psychologically all about us. My depression says, Allison, you have grief. You actually need to cry out. You need to feel it. And so the other day, I'm, you know, I have like this 90-day circumstantial, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of heaviness, a lot of to use my metaphor, I had a lot of little ant bites and I just let them bite. And after a while, the stings hurt. And so it builds up. And many of my clients and people know the experience of, you know, we were actually taught this in church. Like you had this mountaintop experience of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you went back to living in sin. And so we've been kind of taught this, you know, you go to the event and you have a renewed inspiration for the mountaintop experience. Instead of, um, I don't know, there's some old white guy, positive thought leadership that was like, motivation is like brushing your teeth. You have to do a little bit of it every day. You don't just wait for the mountaintop experience, but we're culturally conditioned for the mountaintop experience. And so the other day, I'm working my processes, both mental and I'm, I'm actually really listening to my emotions. And I'm in partnership and in dialogue with them. And I, I asked my depression, what information do you have for me? And she says, we are clogged with emotion and feelings or some things you actually need to feel and you need to stomp into the ground. And so I went for a walk instead of normally I lay in bed and I kind of ruminate, and consciously complain in my own self. And my depression said, you need to move this out of your body. I don't think too much about it. I don't have a big movement practice. Some of these people have these beautiful movement practices. They're so good at it. Not me. I'm a newbie. And so I go for a walk. 
And on my walk, I'm listening to a book about emotions, like feeling my head, but I'm also like, I'm kind of in this practice of like, when I walk, I can stomp. And with my stomps, I'm doing this thing called conscious complaining. And I'm like, I'm frustrated at this and I'm mad at this. And it's, you know, it's, this is a whole nother thing. And I'll do an episode on conscious complaining, but I'm discharging this from my system because for me, what depression has been was depressing all these things down inside of me. I have learned they need to get out. They need to get out through creativity. They need to get out through yelling, but yelling at people and cussing at them doesn't Really, it does harm. So, so I'm walking and the more I'm complaining, the more the emotions well up and the more my brain sees the places my heart needed me to witness and discharge some of my grief, discharge it through tears, discharge. Awareness wasn't enough. The tears and the letting mama earth have it were important. And so yesterday I'm, I'm going back and like debriefing my own experience of like, how did I clear that up so fast? (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if I could move emotions through me more quickly? Because after I move these emotions, I've experienced a lot of vitality and flow and clarity that I've been really missing for a while. (laughs) Like no shit. When you unclog the pipes, the water can flow. So I'm kind of looking at this to figure out how I can recreate it, right? All in my head again. And my body (coughs) then reminds me of the fire ants. And it reminds me that when we hit fire ants, we use our whole body to shake away the pain. We slap away the pain. We don't sit in our heads and intellectualize. We don't formulate a seven-step plan. We don't overthink about how to get out of the fire fire ant pile. If you're in fire ants or a swarm of bees, you automatically start using your whole being Your nervous system response, right? Like flight. And so, yes, my client was right. I had, at that time, I had a lot of anger that needed to be wisely and usefully discharged. And I I was starting on that. And I have, we all have, um, like, Sometimes there's obvious grief, and then sometimes we just hit, as my client called it today, puddle. I hit a puddle, and we hit these arbitrary puddles of grief. And my nature in the past is just like to rationalize that or coach over it or intellectualize it or even to try to understand it, but that's still all from the neck up. And so the fire ants were just this real life affirmation that the direction I'm headed in with this whole body emotional wellness, it's like, we've been hearing mind, body, spirit since third grade kindergarten. (laughs) Oh, that's what mind, body, spirit means. Oh, Lord. And so I don't want to wait till I hit the fire ant mound. I don't want to wait until in the past I would use my body or I would discharge, let's just use anger. 
anger, anger and grief, anger would show up in relationships and I would be fine one minute and then blow up the next. I've done a lot of work on that, but I think I've also shoved down the anger. Grief is another one because like there's a part of me that says, if you feel this, you will die. And I'm learning to move towards anger and move towards grief and move towards disappointment and move towards various, quote, shadow or so-called negative emotions instead of push them away. I'm, I'm learning to gather information and create relationship with them. And it's working. And they're often asking me to not just know this intellectually, but embody it behave with my whole body in what my emotions have for me and my emotions will use stories in my mind to get me to pay attention right so in coaching a lot of times like oh you have that story in your head I make up in my mind that and I do tell myself a lot of stories and my emotions are like I use those stories to get your attention so that You'll drop into our body and notice the sensation. Pay attention so that you'll slow down and so that you'll listen to us about what needs to be moved through your body. And it's interesting. Another thing in coaching is like flow state and building a business and working with your clients. I want to be in flow state. Well, to have flow, you need to remove, move the blockage through the system. You, if you break the pipe to remove the block, then you've broken the pipe. Then you have a crack in the pipe. Instead, there are ways to move it through. So I'll be damned. And I know some of y'all know this stuff, but some of us have been living in our heads perfectly fine until 50. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, that's what you mean by embodiment. And so I'm in this new relationship with fire ants and with emotions. And for a long time, I, you know, I still have my relationship with emotions through art. I certainly have my relationships with emotions through intellect, but I am ever so gently and slowly and sometimes violently in a safe violence, oxymoron, um, embodied relationship and connected relationship with my emotions. And I want to encourage you to begin a relationship with your emotions, not just in your head, but notice sensations, gather information. I have a couple of clients that teach Koya. I love Koya. I'm scared of dancing, but Koya is a, you know, people have their dance practices. They have their stomping practices. Some of you work out physically and I, I, when I was in my 20s and my therapist would say, oh, you're struggling with depression. Have you exercised? I was like, I know. You want me to have some fucking endorphins. And now I realize it's not just about the endorphins. It's about the physicality of discharging some of the energy of these emotions that builds up. And my hypothesis and hunch is, especially through the last two years, we got a lot of people got some clogged pipes naturally. Not this is it's not a problem to be solved, but naturally, there's been a lot of different stimulation and uncertainty and change that has 
cause some clogged pipes. And when you can, instead of waiting for an explosion, when you can, and for me, what I'm finding really works is the daily practice of sitting down and talking to my parts and talking to my emotions and knowing what's sitting. And so when I was experiencing this depression, I ignored it for a long time. Oh, it'll go away. It'll go away. It'll go away. And finally, depression said, could you please come and visit with me? And so I said, oh, you have great information for me. And it said, yes, I have some grief and I don't want you just to think about what you're grieving. I want you to move and flail and cry and complain in the same way you did with the fire ants. And I don't want you to do it on your husband or your kids or your dogs or your clients or your business. I want you to do it consciously. And I did. And then Flo came back fairly quickly. And I don't know, maybe it's because I let depression run its course, but what if I had been able to do that three weeks earlier? What if when the emotion came, instead of waiting for the symptoms, what if instead of waiting for the symptoms, self-care is not about eliminating the symptoms, but meeting and connecting with and nourishing the source as it arises. So that's what I want to share with you all those fucking fire ants, man. They're like, move your hands, move your body, scream, slap, do what you need to do. And so I'm realizing like, we need to be brushing. We need to be stomping into the earth. We need to be yelling at the sky. I have a friend that lost um, quite a few family members. I wanted this. I thought it was seven, and I wanted to say she said 16 family members, fuck me, have died in um, the last seven years. And she was staying in the mountains, and I was like, hey, I want to remind you. She was telling me, she's like, I have some grief. Like, she's intellectually saying, I have some grief to process, but I keep holding it at bay. And I said, I want to remind you that you're in the mountains right now, and you can yell and scream at that, at those Rocky Mountains, and they will hold it. The earth beneath you can hold it. The water around you can hold it. And if you have no earth or mountains or water, give it to the wind and to the sky. Give it somewhere physical. Move your body through it. The shit works, y'all. The shit works. I love you. I'll see you next week. Hey, what insights did you get from this episode? Share with me. Let me know. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Soli Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community, a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. 
As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 